You're listening to the Homestead Gardening for the Texas Gulf Coast podcast with Kristen Howard. In my last episode, I discussed different composting methods, composting setups and costs, and pros and cons of using earthworms for composting. The companion YouTube video for that episode toured the Ground Up, which is a Houston area green waste recycling company, and I introduced some soils and compost I personally love from that company. We've been talking about soils and compost and everything underneath the surface. And now we can finally expand on everything you learned and talk about plants, because that's what you came here to learn about, right? Do you have a new shrub or ornamental plant for the garden, but have no idea how or when to put it in the ground? Maybe your potted plant is getting a little too big and you don't know what to do next. Or perhaps you have an older plant that is just in the wrong place, but you're too afraid to move it. In this episode, I'm going to share with you the number one planting myth and tell you not only how, but when to plant and transplant your garden shrubs. The number one planting myth, and maybe even the number one gardening myth, is that plants should be installed in spring. Spring is the time of year my landscape design company and the installation companies I work for get the most number of calls from homeowners, company owners, property management companies, and so on. This isn't just in Houston either. This has happened for the past 10 years and certainly longer in Houston, Dallas, Austin, and all the Texas cities. So where did everyone get the big idea that we should plant in spring? Well, first of all, people move from all over the world and all over the country to major cities in Texas every day. Most misconceptions about how plant material works in our area is from people that come from different climates than ours. But even diehard Texans may not know that planting in spring is not the best time of year to install. So again, where did everyone get the big idea that we should plant in spring? Well, I think it's because spring is when a perennial or dormant shrub or tree begins to grow above ground again. We see fresh new leaves, new branches, and we think, yes, this plant made it through winter and is finally alive. But it was always alive. The top was just dormant. My theme so far with my YouTube channel has been below the surface, and every video made so far has fit this category. That's because this is where all the magic happens. So what's happening below the surface? Root growth, microbial activity, and plant health is all happening at this unseen level, and it's all still happening during fall and winter as the top of your plant goes dormant. During the dormant period, the roots no longer have to support all that top growth, and they can finally stretch and expand, preparing to provide additional support for even more growth next year. So if the myth is that we should plant in spring, when is the best time to plant? Planting in fall right before or as the plant goes dormant is the best time to install woody shrubs and ornamentals. I say woody because these plants are going to be more cold hardy. However, once a perennial or herbaceous plant has established roots, it can safely die back to the ground in cold weather and revive itself in spring after growing stronger, healthy roots, just like the woody plants. Let's talk specifically about Houston and climate zones 8B to 9A. Winter in a subtropical climate consists of some cooler weather with a few cold snaps. Plants may go dormant, but revive themselves too early before spring is actually sprung, which is the only reason why late winter cold snaps in Houston damages the ends of plants. The plant is usually not damaged anywhere else, but the ends, where new top growth is trying to form. 
This can happen in other less tropical climates too, like Austin and Dallas, where a late freeze damages awakened plants. So many people have reached out to me after the Texas freeze in February 2021 because they're fearful of planting now in fall of 2021. They're afraid of a potential late winter, early spring 2022 freeze. And there is no reason to be afraid to install a plant that is adapted to the climate you live in, even if we have a normal freeze or a freak freeze. The worst thing that can happen with a plant adapted to the climate is that the ends where new growth forms dies. In that case, you simply trim off the dead parts and move on. Even if a plant dies to the ground, if it's adapted, it will grow back from the roots. And that's exactly what I saw happening after the freeze. Very few plants were damaged that were adapted, and those that weren't came back from the roots, some with extreme vigor, and others with a little lag, but they were still alive and kicking. So if you haven't caught what I'm trying to teach you, be not afraid to plant now. So what am I doing now in the garden? I am transplanting everything I can get my hands on. My blackberry bramble is being separated. Good-looking woody branch plants are being dug out and moved to the chicken coop to create a thorny defense, hopefully against whatever predator discovers the new hens we have. I don't like where some of my roses were growing because the mower was having a difficult time navigating around them and those will be moved. I also have too many roses that are getting shaded out after an oak tree decided to really show off this year and extend its shade in an area I didn't plan for. All of my good-looking warm-season vegetables and herbs are being dealt with. Peppers, for example, are being dug up and put in the greenhouse. Same with my stevia plant and my lemon balm plant. My herbs located at my citrus garden will not be moved. Before the season's first frost, I will trim off all exposed leaves and dry them. I will then pile on mulch for the night and not disturb the roots of the plant. With the fluctuating temperatures Houston has, I expect once these temperatures swing into above freezing the next day, I can remove the mulch and continue to let the plant grow until next freeze of the season. So let's talk about how to transplant. First, dig up as much of the plant and roots as possible and try to keep as much of the native soil stuck to your roots. Basically, we're trying to not disturb the roots as we are very clearly disturbing them and moving them to a new home. It's like trying to move a sleeping child from where they fell asleep on the couch to their bed without waking them up completely. They may open their eyes for a minute knowing they were disturbed but then fall asleep again in a minute once they are safely tucked in their bed. That's what we want to accomplish here. You don't want to intentionally jostle and upset the plant roots, but as long as you can get it settled in again and overcome that shock, then everything will be fine. The hole you dug to transplant should match whatever size and shape your roots take. For example, I've noticed my roses like to branch wide or sometimes just in a couple directions while having an obvious opening in the center of the root system. So my transplant hole looks like a little hill with a moat around it. The hill has firm soil while the moat has loose soil and I carefully backfill the area making sure my soil does not go above the root flare. I only mulch if my transplanting is in an ornamental planting bed, but I do not mulch if I'm planting directly in the yard. This is because weeds will take over, even in the cool season, and my money spent on mulch will go to waste. Now you do whatever you think looks good. 
just don't mulch above the root flare. If you accidentally mulch up the trunk, pull the mulch back until you see the trunk of the plant meet the start of the roots, which is the flare. Now it's time to do something that will be emotionally difficult for you, but you can do it. You have to prune the plant you transplanted. The goal is to reduce top growth to match the size of the roots you've kept, but you don't want to take away all the top growth or the plant may not come back at all. For fast-growing shrubs like roses, you can prune a considerable amount to match the roots available during the transplant. And all pruning should be done just above the leaf node, which you can see in the companion YouTube video that I've created. Now let's talk about planting from a pot. If you buy a shrub from the nursery to plant now, your hole will be dug as deep as the plant's root ball. Don't dig your hole as deep as the pot because it will be too deep. The bottom of your hole will be flat and the width of your hole will be twice as large as the diameter of your pot. So if your pot is six inches wide, you will have a 12 inch wide hole. If you place your six inch wide pot in the hole, then you should only have three inches additionally on all sides. You don't need to dig a hole any bigger. Test your hole by placing your pot inside and then adjust as needed. To remove the plant from the pot, you can either cut the nursery pot away from the plant, which is great for plants that have roots growing out of the pot already, or you can carefully squeeze the sides of the pot and slip the pot away from the plant by placing your hand on the top of the plant's soil and pulling the pot from the bottom. If it's too difficult to remove the plant, consider cutting the pot away as previously mentioned. Place the plant in the hole so the plant trunk is straight. This may mean you have to make another adjustment to the hole, but you want the trunk as straight as possible. Step back and double check your work before backfilling the soil. Some people will lightly tease the roots on the outside of the root ball, and this is a good idea for a plant that is heavily root bound. Usually when I squeeze the side of the nursery pot to remove a plant, this teasing and loosening of the roots along the sides is already achieved. Backfill as I mentioned before and take care that the root flare is not covered up. With all transplanting and planting, make sure you water the plant well. And check the next day that your watering didn't accidentally expose roots at the surface. All plants will need establishment watering, and this varies based on the temperature, time of year, natural rainfall, and the type of plant. Since I'm using roses and blackberries as my examples for the companion YouTube, I'll say that the time of year is late fall to early winter, specifically it's end of November. The temperatures are fluctuating from 50 degrees to 80 degrees. Rain is expected weekly or more frequently, and cloudier skies are also anticipated for winter. The plants are woody, ornamental plants. I watered the first day of transplant to minimize shock because the roots were exposed to air. Then I skipped the next day because it was cool out. I will now check the weather daily and water about every other day for a week, maybe two and then weekly depending on natural rainfall and any signals the plant gives me that don't seem positive. However, if I was planting in the middle of summer, I might be watering two times a day to establish the same plant for two to four weeks, especially if there's no cloud cover. Then I'd be watering two to three times a week for a total of three months, or even longer if the plant was too stressed to establish without my continued intervention. So let's jump back a minute. Let's say you decide to wait and plant in spring. Usually this means March through May, but summer heat starts roughly in May 
and by June, we have some serious heat and usually a lack of cloud cover. So if the plant is growing top growth all spring, and the roots can't catch up by summer to support the plant, it's likely you will also be establishing the plant with supplemental watering for about three months in spring as well, and potentially still bathing it through the summer if those roots didn't catch up. So if at this point in the episode I have not convinced you to plant in the cool season, then make sure when you install a spring or summer planting, you include healthy soil with microbial activity and compost to really ramp up your root health and root growth so it can handle the top growth the plant will of course put on with the added watering, heat, and sunlight and the longer days in the warm season. I do hope that all makes sense because the point I'm trying to make is that you can plant any time of the year, you just have to change your execution depending on that time of year. But the original strategy remains the same. You must have root growth for your plant to be healthy and make it through a planting or transplanting and therefore be able to support top growth. Other garden activities include cleaning up. I know it sounds like I'm getting off topic because this episode is about planting and transplanting, but as you clean up, you will find things around the garden that you need to move about. This is a good time to locate and separate bulbs and replant the bulbs, which will go a long way to your planting and transplanting efforts. During my cleanup, I also found baby plants that were growing from the parent plant, which I can also separate from the parent at this time and place in the greenhouse. I'm also repotting all of my greenhouse plants into a larger pot size with fresh soil and specifically the soil I received from the ground up that I'm testing for them. It's called My Veggie and Herb and I have a little blurb on my last YouTube episode where I tour the ground up and use a little bit of the soil and compare to other soils that they have available. I chose this soil to repot my plants because the additives in that soil offer the perfect environment for a lot of healthy root development, which is what I want even from my greenhouse plants. I still want more root growth in my potted plants than top growth, which is really hard to achieve when the plants are not in the ground. Another garden activity happening right now that I think I should mention includes seed collecting, and I'm also still starting seeds. I'll have more detailed videos and a podcast on that later, but feel free to get a jump start on seed collecting as you see plant pods drying with your garden cleanup. Thanks so much for learning with me. I hope today's episode convinced you to plant or transplant a few things you've been waiting to do. As a reminder, you can see what's growing on now in the test garden or get your specific questions answered each week by following me on Instagram 